but I am so glad that we have victory through Jesus. Amen? Amen. We've been talking about hearing God, <clears throat> and the Lord really impressed upon me how important this is that we understand this, but um, really to dial it in and make it effective in our lives. And so, let me ask you this question. Does God really speak? You really believe that? Uh, if so, to who or whom does he speak? Anybody in here? Has God ever spoken to anybody in here? Bunch of just fanatics is what y'all are. <laughs> Well, well, why does he speak? Why does he have to speak? He wrote everything. You know, we got his word, and, and uh, you know, most denominations teach that whenever, you know, the Bible was completed, that was it. God's not speaking anymore. Um, why, would he, why would he need to speak? That's it. God wants to have a relationship. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He started out with Adam and Eve, and he would always come and walk with them in the cool of the, the evening and spoke to, to them because of fellowship and, and communication and having a relationship. And it's the same today. He, God, uh, he, he wants to have a relationship with you and have fellowship with you. And to do that takes communication. And, uh, uh, you know, like that in Cool Hand Luke, the movie Cool Hand Luke, the guy said, what we have here is failure to communicate. And I think that's what we have in the body of Christ is we have failure to communicate. <laughs> and we need not to be able to not be able to communicate with God. And um, God, he wants to speak to his children. He wants to tell us how much he loves us, but also give us direction. He's the commander in chief and he, we need direction. He's, uh, you know, he wants to tell us what to do. He wants to comfort us and, um, in times of difficulty and just to let us know that he knows what's going on in our lives. And um, so, uh, but here's the question, how do we know if it's God? You know, if you tell people, well, I've been hearing voices. <laughs> Uh-oh. But we do know that, that there are three specific voices that speak to us. That's our flesh, ourself, uh, the devil, and God. So how do we tell a difference? If you missed the message last week, you need to get it because it talks about how to filter things out and how to, how to know. Uh, in fact, you need to get each one of these. I think they're on our podcast, and you can go on Facebook. It tells you how to, to get signed up for that. It's all free. But, um, but then the next thing is, is, you know, if he's speaking, what does his voice sound like? Some of you said God, you knew God had spoken to you. What does it sound like? Um, how do you know it's him and not something else? You know? You just know? And then he's given us some safeguards, hasn't he? Um, I used to struggle with, you know, whether or not it was just me or if it was God, and I'd be hearing or thinking something or whatever, and I'd be thinking, Okay, is that you, God, or is that me? And, and, and to know whether, you know, to distinguish between the two. And, and, of course, you don't want to tell anybody that because that would mean that you're not very spiritual, right? I mean, because if you're really spiritual, you just, you hear God. Um, but how many of you know that it can be a struggle sometimes? That our flesh is very strong and um, subconsciously, you know, there's a drive. You know, they say that if you're... You, you, your body has to have water, and if you were starving for a drink of water and you were out in the, the deserts there of Africa and you came across some elephant dung, that you'd squeeze every drop of water out of that. Now, that's not something that you would normally do, but your body craves it so much that, that uh, that's something that you would do. You know, there's, we need to, you know, our... our flesh is so strong that there's certain things that we want comfort, we want what's easy, and so sometimes we can um, convince ourselves that what we're hearing is God, because that's good for us. But we've found out that, that not everything that's comfortable is always good, or some things that are good that's not always comfortable, and so we've got to 
know the difference. We've got to know, you know how to hear God. And, and so uh, I titled this message today, Hearing Aids, <laughs> because I needed some aid in hearing God. I want to read a quote to you. One person said this, and I quote, The age in which we live is so married to rationalism and cognitive analytical thought that we almost mock when we hear of one actually claiming to be able to hear the voice of God. And, you know, especially if you're having a rough time and somebody's telling you, oh man, I, God was telling me this and that and whatever, and they're all excited about it, and you're like, so what's up? God, why don't you tell me something? You know, and it, we can kind of get a little mad. Has anybody ever been mad when somebody else was getting blessed and I wasn't? I am, <laughs> you know? It's just like those people, Jesus told that story that when the guy that hired some people in the morning and then he, or, and then at mid-morning and then at noon and then mid-afternoon and then evening and those that he hired the evening, he paid them the same amount as the ones that worked all day and, and besides that, they got to get in line first. And so the ones that have been working all day and everything else, they're a little upset. I can understand that, <laughs> you know? And so sometimes if we're, if we're going through a, a spell where it's like God's not saying anything to us and somebody else is just talking about all the stuff that God's talking to them about, sometimes we get a little upset, you know. Or we're wondering, well, what's wrong with me that I'm not hearing God? I don't know. Y'all aren't, probably aren't like me. I, I, you know, that's one of the reasons. I, I need to talk to God because I got a lot of questions. <laughs> um, you know, we just, we need to hear him, you know. Um, one of the reasons why that we know that he spoke, I mean, throughout the Old Testament, we know that, uh, there, you know, men, women throughout the, the Bible heard God's voice. And as I said a while ago, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, you know, there's people today that are very uh, respectful people and, um respected people, and they say that they've heard God, so, you know, why shouldn't we think that? Uh, but, you know, again, I used to struggle to hear God's voice and, or struggle if, if I was, whether or not if I was hearing His voice or if it was just my voice that I was hearing. And so there was a time, it was about 1978, we were in, the, uh, we were in a, a, a singing group, and um, God was calling us full-time, and that was a big step. Uh, Sandy and I had one child at the time and, and one on the way, and the other two guys were single, and so it wasn't any big deal for them because they lived at home with mom and dad. And uh, so, you know, just to stop a job that uh, was, was really meeting our needs and just to step out and trust God, I needed to hear God. I mean, it's a serious thing. It wasn't, you know, something we just, just wanted to just go out to do. And so um, I remember I, I was struggling. And uh, I remember taking off work and said, I've got to fast and pray until I hear from God. There's some other things, uh, too, about needing to sell our house and some things, you know. And um, I, I studied and I, you know, asked the, the Holy Spirit to anoint my eyes to read and to see in the Word of God what He, how He anointed those to write it. And I needed to, I needed to know. I needed to know that I was hearing Him. And... Um, you know, whether I was hearing him or if I was just sensing um, something in my head, some thoughts rolling around in my head, and it was just, you know, that was, was it. You know, you know how sometimes you just go along and you have certain thoughts will just kind of come through your head and, and you go on. I mean, that's just the way we are, just random thoughts. Uh, so I'm struggling, well, is that God or is that me? Anybody ever have that kind of struggle? And, you know, I mean, like, God, I, I need to know something here. I need some hearing aids. <laughs> I need to know this is you because this is some serious stuff. It's not like, you know, uh, just some small thing. This is a life-changing decision that I need to make here. It affects my responsibility as a husband and a father to, for supply to my family, and I can't just go off on a tangent and on something that I thought I heard God. I need to know that I heard God. And um, so, you know, I really set myself aside with some prayer and fasting to study and to read and, and to put into practice or begin to 
to do what his word said by faith because, and it's kind of, you know, when you say, well, it, you don't want to say experiment, or, but practice, I guess, but put it into effect, but it had to be by faith because I still didn't know if it was right or not. I mean, I know his word said it and I believe his word is right, but yet when having that work in your life, how many of you know what, what I'm talking about? It works for somebody else and you hope it works for you? <laughs> Anybody else out there like that? And so, you know, I, I'm like, okay, God, I, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this by faith, and then let's see, you know, what some of these things that I think or I'm struggling with, whether it's you speaking or if it's just me imagining things or whatever. And so, you know, really during that time, God taught me what I call my four hearing aids. I need four hearing aids. <laughs> and... Um, it really opened the doorway to a, what I would call two-way prayer. Not just, you know, hey, God, and I pull out my little shopping list or my to-do list for God and tell him all what I, what I need him to do, and then I'm about my business and I'm going on, you know. Uh, but I, I needed a two-way, I needed some communication in prayer, not just, uh, hey, God, do this for me and, Jesus, while you're down there, get that for me too. And uh, oh, and if you you know stop that, get that, pick that up for me. Not one of those type of things. I needed some communication with the Lord and some serious communication. And oddly enough, the scripture that this all came together on was Habakkuk chapter two. And if you have your Bibles turned there in Habakkuk, that's back there where the the pages are stuck together. Uh, on your smartphone, it might be easier to find it, or your iPad, or whatever you're using for the Bible today. Thank God for technology. Isn't it awesome? I just love it. You know, I used to hide by I'm addicted to, to the Bible and the Word, and I'd hide Bibles around. I want to make sure. Now I just got it right on my phone or whatever. It's, it's cool. But Habakkuk chapter 2, and, and really the first two verses, and, and I thought this is strange, a strange passage that I found these four hearing aids in. And so um, when you hear it, <laughs> uh, you'll see what I, what I mean. It starts out where Habakkuk says, I will stand at my watch and uh, station myself on the ramparts, is how he begins that. And um, it says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And so, you know, in the King James it says, um, write the vision, make it plain upon tablets that he that reads can run. Uh, the, the correct translation in that is revelation uh, of, from God, or the, it's a revelation. And you know, really when we hear God, what we need to hear is a revelation of, of his will, his knowledge, and it, because it's being revealed to us to put into our life for the circumstance or the situation that we need to do or what we're praying about, what we're asking him about. We need him to reveal to us what's correct, what we need to do, right? So that's really what we're seeking when we're, when we're talking to God is, you know, I mean, it's really not, we don't have anything to tell him other than that we love him and we adore him and we worship him and things like that, but he knows everything, right? And so we can't add to him, but we sure need him to add to us as far as our knowledge and, and stuff. And so um, out of this, what I saw, and then we'll go over this, out of this passage of scripture there in Habakkuk, I saw four things. First of all, to recognize God's voice as inner thoughts, which uh, just kind of open up or light upon us, I guess, um, into our mind. Secondly, to quiet my mind so that I can hear God's voice. Third, to watch and pray, you know, look for revelation as, as I pray. Uh, and then fourth, to write it down. Now, I, you know, by being a preacher, I'll be praying and reading the word, and I try to keep, keep a tablet or something handy so that as I'm reading the Holy I pray, and, and you should do this. If you don't pray before you read the word, if you're just trying to get your passage in, you know, read the Bible through and whatever, and get on your little reading schedule, 
that you'll get you'll maybe accomplish your schedule but really what you need is the word in your heart and and so I pray that the Holy Spirit would give me a spirit of wisdom and understanding as I read the word and so I keep a pencil and paper you know a pad close to write down thoughts as I was reading and and I had made a practice of that or to keep it handy you know in the middle of the night if God would speak something into my heart or maybe I'd have a dream or I've had some visions at night and try to write them down and I'd done that but I never really on just in my prayer time consistently kept a journal or I know people talk about prayer journals how many people in here love to journal you're a journalist that's what I thought about three <laughs> let me tell you I'm on the no hand raised type person you know so it happened that's it <laughs> forget about it yeah forget about it I just that's just uh, it's, I mean why you know it's you had to write it out. I don't know. Maybe it's because I got, that was some of my punishment in school is I had to write things over and over and over. I will not do such, I will not. <laughs> I was one of those that, you know, <laughs> had to do that all the time. So writing something out was almost like a punishment, you know. But um, I never really thought about incorporating that into just my prayer time. Have you thought about that? I mean, again, some of you that journal, you know. Uh, maybe you have. I'm not putting you down because we need to be more like you. So um, really I began to, to do that or just I would do it maybe in outline form or notes or something to remind me in prayer what I was praying about and then also what he said. And when we get your prayer request cards, you can look on my desk at the house or in here and you'll see I got a stack of prayer request cards and go over those things. And what I really like is when people on your prayer request cards when you come you follow up and say hey you know here's the answer to that and then I can throw that other one away <laughs> I got a bunch I need to throw away and I don't know if it's uh, accomplished or not you know sometimes once we get the answer we're that's it and we're off and gone that's when we really ought to celebrate but um, so on a prayer journal if we kind of keep track of what we're asking God but listen and to what he would say but what I've, I've learned some things out of this, and it's really cool, and that's what I want to talk about today, is some of the practical aspects of hearing God's voice, and it really ought to be in, a time of, in our time of prayer. I mean, isn't that when we're wanting to talk to Him? But yet, in Thessalonians, Paul says, pray without ceasing. So when does that stop? It doesn't. So if we pray without ceasing, then that means that we ought to be always ready then to listen or you know talk to him or allow him to talk to us right you know it's hard to put sometimes a a, a, a time stamp on okay this is when I'm going to uh, have God tell me such and such or you know if you are um, some if like with music if you write or poetry or anything like along the arts and stuff uh, you don't sometimes it's just hard to sit down and say okay now I'm gonna write this song or like with a sermon it's like now no it just comes it'll come at random times you know just at different different times you just never know and if you don't get it then you forgot it like dreams how many of you know that how many of you had a dream last night anybody have a dream last night do you remember it we usually don't because they say if you don't write it down within 90 seconds after you've had it it's gone like and 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 we, and we might talk about dreams because it's there's some important things about that and God's refreshing and bringing back some things to me to look at about dreams it's been years since I've really studied it in various things and I think we need to talk about it but the first hearing aid that that uh, I have for myself is what the short term is internal dialogue um, internal dialogue what does that mean well first of all it's internal and a dialogue is is two people communicating it's not a monologue it's a dialogue okay and so um, where Habakkuk when he first starts out he says I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts a watch is a certain period of time it's a vigil of when you are alert and that you're watching for things I I take that in a sense of 
like of our prayer time in a sense. A rampart is basically a defensive wall that was large enough to be on the top that you could, you know, walk across. In fact, in Jericho, I think, or they said that the wall was wide enough to ride chariots across. Um, and so uh, he's saying, you know, there's, I'm going to position myself, I'm going to get myself in a position here uh, to, uh, to, be, uh, uh, to be vigilant, and that means alert, to hear what I can hear, and to, you know, to do what I'm supposed to do. And so really, our, the, way I, the way that the Lord brought this to me is, is that through our prayer times, which you know, can be praying without ceasing, is a time that we position ourselves to hear God. So first of all, we got to position ourselves to hear God, get in a position to hear God. A couple of weeks ago, the very first message I preached along this line in the series of hearing God, how to hear God, was preparing ourselves to hear God, preparing to hear God. That's an important message, and if you didn't hear it or you heard it and you're not sure what it was, listen to it, because there's some things to prepare ourselves to hear Him. And in Psalm 73, verse 16, the psalmist writes, when I tried to understand all of this, it was oppressive to me till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. And so it's kind of like us in this thing of hearing God and praying and stuff. It's like when I tried to understand all this, man, it was overwhelming. It was kind of oppressive to me. It's like, oh, I don't know. And I, I don't ever hear God and, and kind of go about that. But it says, he says, until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. There's a point in our prayer life that we need to, instead of being out here and just kind of, you know, emailing or texting our prayer requests into God that we need to literally come in and have a face-to-face -face with him and then we kind of understand how many of you in text messaging have ever there's been some misunderstanding because you can't you're there's no uh, you, there's no voice that you can have intonation that you can change expressions and somebody takes it different than what you're saying and it's really bad whenever you thought you were sending a text to some person and you I was sending Sandy one. I just love you and all whatever. And I forget who that went to. It was Gabe. It was Gabe, right? <laughs> but I said, well, I love you, Gabe, but not in that way. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, how them cowboys doing, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Sometimes that's the way it is with God. You know, we're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, we need a face-to-face. -face. And so, but we don't have time for that because we've got to do what we've got to do, right? And so we go through life hoping he got the message, you know? And sometimes, you know, you send a text to somebody and there's old people that don't respond back. They got it, but they don't say, okay, or the thumbs up. I like that little, I got that little... Emoji thing is, is a thumbs up. At least it's like, because I want them to know, at least I got it, you know? And it's like, well, I don't know if they got it or not, <laughs> you know? How many of you know people that they don't acknowledge whether they got your text or not? So you're like, well, I don't know. So, I mean, if that's the way our prayer life is with God, we're like, well, I don't know if he got it or not. But if I come in, Jeff say, hey, man, how you doing today? Listen, I wanted to ask you some questions and talk about it. And then I ask him and he tells me. And then, you know, by you know, eye contact, body language, intonation of our voice and whatever, kind of like, okay, I understand that, right? Okay, so that's kind of what, or that's what the psalmist is saying. He says, when I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. I got it. I got it. Okay, so we need to have this this conversation that God is longing for, and we really are longing for, but people, we've got to put forth some effort here on this thing. And um, so we need to position ourselves, this whole thing uh, of this part of the hearing aid is, uh, is what I wrote in red, position myself to be able to hear God's voice and no other voice, and to do that, there's some things we've got to do. 
So we need to position ourselves to be able to hear God's voice and no other voice. I don't want to hear my, what my flesh is screaming out and crying or what the devil trying to, you know, disguise himself as to be and saying, you know, well, didn't God say that you could eat of all the fruit in there, you know? Didn't God say all that stuff? He's the master deceiver. So I got to know for sure. And so to be able to position myself to be able to hear God's voice and no other voice, to do that, first of all, I got to recognize God's voice as I got to know that it's his voice. And so that brings us back to this thing. What is it? Is it an audible voice? Or I used to think, that's why I was thinking like if it's, okay, so he speaks to my spirit. So it's somewhere inside here. But I was waiting for an audible voice, an internal audible voice. Does that make sense? It's kind of hard to, exp to, to explain some of this stuff because it's taking place, you know, in those inside of us and our spirit and our soul and where all that stuff is kind of back in there somewhere. Um, so I was trying, thinking, okay, it's got to be some type of an audible voice that's like, Paul David? <laughs> With the middle, the middle name thing, you know. And you, oh, that's got to be serious. <laughs> or I'm in trouble. <laughs> you know, one of those. Um, you know, thus saith me, God, I want you to do such and such. Then I would know. But that wasn't happening. I, I don't know. Now, now, there are times that that happens, you know. When what I found is, is when that type of Recognition of God's voice when he speaks like that, it's important. He really wants to get attention. When God speaks audibly, he wants to make a point, and he, and he wants everybody to know about it. In other words, when Jesus was baptized and he came up, God said, the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. In other words, I want everybody to know this. This is serious stuff. He's getting ready to start his ministry. Wow. I mean, everybody, it's like they knew this. I mean, it was a serious thing. Not often does that happen. It does happen, can happen. Uh, those that don't have a heart attack after it happens can tell somebody else that it happened. But uh, what I learned out of this thing, this hearing aid that helped me out, is to, to recognize God's voice as inner thoughts which just drop into my mind. Kind of like those other random thoughts. Like, oh, that's right, I'm supposed to, I was supposed to take our dog while Sandy was gone to get a bath and be groomed. I didn't do that. And her hair got all matted up, and now she's shaved. <laughs> she feels bad, I feel bad. I feel bad because Sandy's mad. That, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry that happened. We're sorry because we got caught. <laughs> I'm sorry that I forgot that because I'm really in trouble now. But <laughs> I don't even recognize, what was that running by here? You know, she's, she's a Yorkshire Terrier that you don't ever, you know, now she looks like a combination of a chihuahua with a fuzzy little head or something. I don't know. It's just weird stuff going on, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, poor me. But um, so these thoughts just kind of drift into your mind, you know, every once in a while, like, and we'll remember something. That's why that we need to write them down. Or again, even on your your smartphone, you can you have a memory. You, you've got notes on there that, and even dictation, you can push that little microphone and speak into it. It's cool until you try to read it back and it says, "What does that say?" <laughs> Whoa. Um, but now, and sometimes these. These inner thoughts that come are very spontaneous. And in the sense of spontaneity, here's the definition for that. Performed or occurring as a result of an unpremeditated impulse and without external stimulus. So in other words, it wasn't something didn't happen and then God spoke. Um, or, you know, I was feeling whatever. It's just Sometimes it's just like... There it is. It's like, whoa, what was that? Uh, sometimes he'll just drop in. You'd be going and just walking down Kroger's, you know, whatever. Like that happens to me a lot, you know. <laughs> or, or, or something, you're just going about your business, and here comes this thought of Danny Red. 
Danny Red? What does Danny Red have to do with what I'm doing? Well, maybe I need, maybe I need to call Danny or send him a text <laughs> and, and see what's up, if he's okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. Danny who? And uh, yeah, and maybe God's prompting me that I need to pray for him. Now, how many of you have had that happen? And sometimes we're kind of like, yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't, don't, call, you know, don't call them then. <laughs> but um, so it's like, okay, well, now, does that mean that I'm, is, is God trying to tell me I need to pray for Danny or check on Danny? Or did I just all of a sudden just think Danny read? So, so that spontaneous means it can, nothing happened. I didn't see something, you know, um, a hot rod out in front of wherever I was. And it reminded me that Danny, you know, what? No, just uh, none, nothing any related. It just bang, boom, that, that thought came. And so I need to distinguish it. What's, what is that? What's causing that? Was that just me or what? Well, what should you do? They'll, like one old guy said, it's better to shoot and miss than never shoot at all. It's better to call up and say, hey, you doing okay? No, man, I'm on my way to the hospital. <laughs> wow. I mean, how many times have that happened? Or maybe they don't know about it. Maybe it's a warning type thing that God's dropping into your heart to pray and a warning thing that you need to pray for him because he doesn't know that just in the next hour or so such and such is going to be happening. How many of you think that it's important that we hear God? How many think that it might be important if we were really in tune that God might want to send us some of those warning things to pray for somebody so that the, they wouldn't fall into that thing a couple hours down the way. Jesus said that he'd prayed for his disciples that they, that they wouldn't fall into temptation, you know. So we need to be alert. We need to be a body of Christ. It's not just meeting together on Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights. I mean, it's, this thing is 24-7, right? And that we need to be connected enough that God speaks to us he's doing his job he needs some people to hear can you imagine just think about it. if every one of us was in a place that we had the radar on that god could speak to us and and we have a clarity and we knew how to check that out how to filter that to make sure that's god and act upon it do you think it might change some things That's why God's saying this is important. I feel in my spirit a great revival coming on. And I think what's going to change it is us hearing God. And when we learn to do that, things are going to change. So hearing aids, okay? So it's just sometimes there, it's these um, recognizing God's voice as inner thoughts, that just drop into our mind. It doesn't have to be when we're, okay, all right, now I'm down praying at my, my prayer time. Okay, now, God, you can speak to me. Anytime, you just, you know, I'm ready. Okay, here. Okay, well, forget it then. If you don't want to talk. <laughs> I mean, is that how we are? We got our little prayer times. You know, we get up in the morning or we pray or whatever it is. So my, God might say, no. If that's the only time you care to, to listen, no, I don't have nothing to say right now. If you really cared, you'd be ready to listen anytime. If Sandy sends me a text or she calls me, I ought to love her enough that I could least take stop pause or something to respond back and say what what do you need what do you need at any time so i think god needs us to be alert at any time and how do we fulfill this thing that paul talked about in thessalonians to pray without ceasing by having hearing ears you can be in the middle of you can be working maybe a conference going on and stuff going crazy and all this stuff i mean you might be in a business situation and god all of a sudden drops something in over here that's fine you can write it down can't you everybody else is talking whatever you, you can have you got your god list that you can put down there on whatever he just before you forget it right D don't you think you could do that 
Sure you can. Try it. That's why I was talking about I started practicing some of these things and found that, you know what? I can do that. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can always make a little note there that God dropped something into your spirit about something. Uh, it, it's God's voice in our hearts sounds like a flow of inner thoughts, even spontaneous thoughts. Okay, so I made some notes here about this, trying to verbalize things that are, I, I don't want to say weird, but in that domain, that dimension of our spirit and this part of us, of our spirit connecting with God's spirit that happens here in our thoughts, I mean, it's hard to explain that, you know? I mean, so this, his voice, you know, again, we're, the very first hearing aid is, is, is an inner, internal uh, dialogue, getting to that place where we're having this dialogue, but it's internal, it's in our spirit, our spirit connected. And um, it can be random thoughts, so be ready at all times. In God's voice, in our hearts, what does it sound like? I'm like, okay, what does this sound like? How could you tell somebody what it sounds like? Only thing I can think of, it sounds like a flow of inner thoughts. I mean, we have thoughts all the time, like, uh, oh yeah, this is um, Tuesday night, set out the trash. Right? Okay, so if that's it, I put that on that list, and yeah, and forgot that too. Not only did the dog... <laughs> Boy, I sure miss my wife. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? How many of you, like, you're just going down, just going about doing something, and here comes this thing that you, got, you need to remember has not related to anything at all that you're currently doing, but you need to remember that. Oh, that's, so we got that list of to-do lists. I guarantee you that when you kneel down to pray that you'll be praying and you'll be thinking, oh, I need to pick up, you know, milk and eggs and that grocery. So what do you do? You put that on that list. Or maybe you're, you're praying and, and all of a sudden God reveals to you an area in your life that you need to confess before him and, and, and get, receive forgiveness. You put that on that list. Okay? Right? And so we're back... We're talking, we're back, here we are, okay, now I'm listening, I'm listening. And so we, it's those inner, it's this inner thoughts that come. It's a voice that sounds like a flow of inner thoughts. We have these thoughts on these other things that aren't related to what we're doing. I'm trying to tell you that within that realm, if, is anybody following me? And that cycle of things that come at unexpected times that you can't schedule, you well, most likely find God's voice there most of the time. I'm not saying that you don't, you know, it, on your regular scheduled prayer time that, you know, yeah, God's going to speak with you and he's going to talk with you and whatever and, and that he will answer prayer and, and, and speak. To you. But I'm telling you, don't miss these other times that he drops it in. You know, his time is not our time. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so what I discovered back then was some things that God says, well, first of all, let's get some basics right. I'm speaking to you a lot of times, and you not, you're like, oh, well, oh, well, where that came from? Go back about my business. So don't miss those times. So when I tune in to God, I tune in to the Holy Spirit and spontaneity in a way, if you will. It's not the best words there's not good words to express this. I sure hope you're following me. So, but when I'm tuning into him throughout 24-7, I tune into him through the Holy Spirit and to spontaneity saying, I don't, I don't want to miss those things. Again, I'd rather, sh you know, shoot and miss than never shoot at all. So get ready. And however you're going to keep track of that, have that ready. You know, even on your phone, I downloaded a little app that's for voice recording. I'm sure I got it on another one there someplace, but I never can find that one, so I want this one that I know it. And I can just, you know, speak into it and say what I need to and get it, get it down there. Sometimes it looks like I'm speaking in tongues because I guess it's my Kansas, Oklahoma, Texan accent or something like that. But, but the Bible says, then the Lord, in Habakkuk, 2, 2, verse 2 says, Then the Lord replied, 
So Habakkuk knew the sound of God's voice, like Roberta said a while ago. I said, how do you know? She says, well, I know. You, you know, you just know. And so we got to get to that point of where we know. And so he knew, and Habakkuk knew the sound of God's voice. Elijah des uh, uh, described it like this. He, he said it was a still small voice. In 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12, we'll just put that reference there. I'll read it. You get it now and follow along. Um, it's like I, used, I like to say, is believe me now, check me out later. But <laughs> Elijah, in 1 Kings 19, 12, it says, when God was trying to, you know, Elijah was running from God, and uh, he was in this cave. And so it says, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a, a gentle whisper or a still small voice. You know, sometimes we're waiting for the fire or the big bellowing voice. We're waiting for this big thing because that's God and God's big and he's going to speak in this way and it's going to be, you know, nobody's going to miss it. But he came to say, no, Elijah, I want you to know something. Sometimes it's just that I'm just talking to you. Just a little still small voice. Just drop that one little thing in there. Why? Because he wants us to have, be in tune all the time to him. You know, honestly, I've found that for most of us, when God speaks, his voice is more like impressions. I'm not, I'm not talking about doing impressions of like presidents and other famous people, not that kind of impressions, but an impression. Does that make sense? Again, y'all have to help me out because this is hard to verbalize this dimension that we're talking about. But I've, I've found for most of us, when God's speaking to us, that it's through impressions or feelings or spontaneous thoughts and, and visions. Sometimes I'm a, I'm a visual person. Sometimes it's like a little, little flash of something, a little picture, a little vision of something, you know, a little mental picture of, of that. Wow. And that stays with, and the Lord knows that sometimes, you know, I, I need that, you know. Yeah, it is. Some people, they have to have the, they, they want the, the cartoon, the pictures of stuff. They don't, I'm not going to read the, read the writing down there, so maybe I'm more like that. But, uh, for example, you know, having, each of us had that experience, again, when you're driving down the road and you're having that, that's, this thought just comes to us to, again, pray for a certain person. Or you might see a little flash or something. Sometimes I think uh, there's been times when I all of a sudden get this weird feeling. I'm not going to say a chill, but kind of like a, almost like a catch your breath and maybe I'll see... Uh, uh, sandy or something in a situation that would be, um, I'm not going to say a wreck or something, but anyway, something that would just maybe be hazardous or, or and like, whoa. But that, I know it hadn't happened, but that could be, again, that could be a warning type thing that God's kind of trying to speak to you to pray. And so we need, we need to hear that. We need to do that. And we need to pray. And then also call and say, be careful at such and such intersection. Might be an idiot that blows a light and comes through. I'm telling you, people, this will change your life. You know, we, we generally acknowledge these things, but, um, or like if, some, if he's, he lays on our heart to pray for somebody, we usually acknowledge that this is the, the voice of God calling us to pray or to intercede for that individual. But I guess the question really is, is uh, you know, what did God's voice sound like? And that's what we've got to get to. We've got to know what it sounds like so that we'll know that it's him. And that's why I'm trying to express to you that sometimes it's in these thoughts. And, and then remember, like last week, I talked about the filters. You check him out later. If that thought comes to you, jot it down and be aware of it and start checking some things out. But then, then you can, if it's something that you're going to act upon, then you need to filter it out. Is this line up with God's word, you know, and, and all those seven things that we taught on last week, filter it out and see how it goes through, especially if it's some starts to deal with some major thing, you know, about that's going to make an impact that could affect your life. So be careful about that. You know, the Bible confirms that this is how God speaks to a, a lot throughout the Old Testament where he says that, that the word of the Lord came upon Abraham and he did such and such. And there are so many occasions of this where it says, and the word of the Lord, uh, or the spirit of the Lord, or the word of the Lord came uh, upon someone. And I went through and just did this whole list and looked up the Hebrew word for that. And it's actually haya is, is the, the Hebrew word. And it means to exist in a sense or like to, to become, like to appear. Um, 
it's, uh, it came into existence. And so it's like his word came into existence. That thought happened. It just, it's a thought. So that's where we get this. It's like, it could be a, like a random thought. Boom, it's there. So don't miss that. How many of you think that you might have missed God saying something to you because it just came as a random thought? And maybe we thought, well, is that God or not? And so, well, I'm going to check that out, but we're driving or whatever. And by the time we get to a place where we can really check it out, it's too late. And then we forgot about it. It's already gone. And we missed it. Wow. If we could get all those things back, I think we've missed a lot. You know, even the word for intercession is paga, and it means a, a chance encounter. In other words, it's the same thing. It's like uh, that he wants, uh, it, it's, he'll give that prompting to stand in the gap and to pray for somebody. Um, so, when I really began to tune into this, it, it, uh, it, it, it changed some things in my life. The second hearing aid is stillness, for the single word there to help explain it, stillness, um, which really means to quiet your mind so you can hear God's voice. That's tough with all the stuff we got going on is to have just a little bit of stillness. You know, uh, and so in your notes, if you're making notes on this hearing aid, this point, is I must learn to still my own thoughts and emotions so that I can sense God's flow of thoughts and emotions within me. I got to learn how to still my thoughts and emotions so that I can sense God's flow of thoughts and emotions that are taking place in, within me, in my spirit. Habakkuk 2 uh, there, chapter 2, in the Amplified, it says, here's how it says it in the Amplified version. Oh, I know I've been rash to talk out plainly this way to God. I will, in my thinking, stand upon my post of observation and station myself on the tower or fortress and will watch to see what he will say with, within me and what answer I will make as his, as his mouthpiece, speaking for him, because we're here on earth to speak for him. Um, it says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, write this thing, and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. Write it down, jot it down. He said that he speaks within, within me. So still your own thoughts and, and stuff. we got so much stuff going on. It's like, hey, if that happens, some faint little thought there will put your stuff on hold for just a second and meditate upon that. Jot it down. Make yourself a note. Or again, if, if you're driving, use the, you know, a voice a dictation thing on your phone or whatever, but make a note there. Habakkuk knew that in order to hear God's quiet, this still small voice, this quiet inner spontaneous thought that he had to first go to a quiet place within him, again, because we're carrying out our life business here, right? Uh, he had to go to a quiet place within him, uh, with his, within his own thoughts and emotions. So many times we've got so many other, so much other garbage going on that we just leave God way out and we can't hear him at all. Psalm 4610 encourages us, it says, be still and know that, I, that, that he is God. Or he says in the first person, be still and know that I am God. Know. Know him. If we talk more, maybe in a few weeks, about dreams and visions and how to recognize them, how to interpret them, and what God's saying to us then. And by the way, let me just interject this. You know why he speaks to us in dreams? Because that's when we can still ourselves. That's when we, our emotions and our thoughts get still. Because he couldn't catch us throughout the day. <laughs> we had too much other stuff going on. The problem is, is we forget the dream. <laughs> so maybe we can help teach you how to not forget the dream. Wouldn't that be cool? But there's a deep inner knowing, a spontaneous flow in our spirit that each of us can experience when we quiet our flesh and our minds uh, as but how can we do that? Well, I found several simple ways to quiet myself, believe it or not, uh, so that you know, I can move 
quickly to pick up God's spontaneous flow. You know, just loving God through a quiet worship song sometimes. And in your drive time, maybe rather than trying to make sure you got all the weather and the news and the traffic and all that stuff, put on some worship songs. Put on something. You know, they, there's, there was a series of songs written that's called Soaking Music. Now, now you've got to be careful if you're driving to work at 4.30 in the morning and you've got the soaking songs on, you just better make sure that you're still alert and awake. But, but uh, sometimes you can do that. In 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15, 2 Kings 3.15, it says, But now bring me a harpist. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha, and he said, This is what the Lord says, Make this valley full of ditches. For this is what the Lord says. I preached on that. I might have preached that message again about they're digging ditches. And like, what are they digging ditches for? And God told them to, and it made sense later on. But, you know, um, so we got to learn how to quiet ourselves there. But it could be through a, some worship music. Think about what you're listening to. And uh, be able to still your thoughts. You know, it's as I become still or as we become still that our thoughts our will, our emotions, which is our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Uh, when, when I get still in that particular area of my being, then I'm really poised before God that, uh, for that divine flow to come in and realize what's going on. Take a prayer break. You know, I started smoking when I, I joined uh, the, the military because when I was at basic training, um, some of you might remember this. They, they'd say, smoke them if you got them. How many of you in the military? And they say, smoke them if you got them. Right? And so you stand there, you know, parade rest. Like, well, shoot, I can smoke. I'd rather be doing that than standing right here. You know, let's go over here and mill around a little bit, you know? And so, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a certain time that, that, you, you, that you do that. Well, um, how about setting aside a time for God, you know, not smoke them if you got them, but, uh, you know, it, every 52 minutes or something, when that nicotine takes a drop, you're going to go smoke a cigarette. You're going to take time for that. So how about, you know, every 52 minutes going and setting aside a time for God? Quieting yourself before God. Just say, I'm going to take a break. And it could be a smoke break, a holy smoke. <laughs> wow, I was cloven tongues of fire over that you smoking? Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> um, I mean, work it out. Don't, don't you think we can be creative enough to do something like that? We take a little break here to check on this or to check on that. We can take a little break to check on God. Got any Gmail for me? <laughs> some God mail. And, but then also setting some other times, okay? Not just even just the little spontaneous things, but... Now then, really set aside some time and after worship, you know, uh, quietly before God, just become still. And then you can open yourself up for that spontaneous flow. That's so cool. You know, we connect to him through worship. You know, if thoughts come to me of things, like I said a while ago, that I've forgotten to do, I put that on my forgot to do list and all that other things. But I, I'm there, though, but I put those things off. I'll deal with them later. Right now, I'm, I'm before God. I'm going to still myself. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be still and know that he is God. And so now then, not only is it these spontaneous thoughts that come, but, and then recognize those, but I also now, I really do need to set some time specifically that I come before God and, and quiet myself because maybe he has something more to say than just a little one or two words. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Come on, take a time out and throw off everything else that hinder you and, and everything, all that stuff, and get a focus. As I fix my gaze then upon Jesus there, as he said in Hebrews, and become quiet in his presence, 
and sharing with him what's on my heart, what's on my spirit before him, um, you know, I can find that all of a sudden there's a two-way dialogue going on here. And there's times where he does want us to share with him these things that's going on. So he answers those things as well. And you know what? That's comforting to know. So if you want to hear him and you want to talk to him, then set aside some time. It's very important that you become still and properly focused if you are going to receive a word from God. And that's what we need. If we're not still, you know, we're simply going to be receiving our own thoughts. So set aside some time. And to uh, a little note I have here, to have a pure flow, you must first, first of all, become still. And secondly, you must become fixed upon Jesus. Fix your eyes upon him. So the third hearing aid then is to look for revelation. We got this first thing I need to help me hearing God is to recognize that he speaks in spontaneous thoughts and it's, it's an internal dialogue a lot of times. It's happening within me, within my thoughts and, and somewhere in there and it can happen randomly at any time. And then I need to still myself at that moment. But not only at that moment, there are other times I need to schedule in my day to actually set aside some time and be still and know that he is God and then to develop this conversation with God, not just telling him something, but then actually to develop this. And that can come again could, with some worship songs or whatever to help still our spirit and our soul. Really, it's stilling our soul, getting it suppressed some so that we can open up our spirit. The third thing is to look for revelation. Look for revelation. What is revelation? Revealing to you something you don't know. Why are we usually coming to him? Well, we know some things and we need to know an answer to solve those or whatever, but it, the word that's used there in Habakkuk where it says, in the King James says, write the vision. Uh, the other translations in, in back to the Hebrew, it's write the revelation and make it plain. And it means uh, an oracle or a divine communication. Write this divine communication. Write it down. Write this word from him down. You know, look for revelation as you pray. See yourself together with him. Look for it, something that, that God's going to pour in. Habakkuk said, I will look to see what he will say to me. Did you catch that? I will look to see what he will say to me. So when you're, when you're talking to him and you're having this this communication time with God, you need to look to see what he will say. I'm going to, I'm watching for revelation here. I'm, I'm watching for, for a word for God to pour that in, something that I don't know. And then it says, and write down the revelation. That was the second thing he said there in verse 2. Write down the revelation. Habakkuk was, he was going to uh, actually start looking for the revelation, and then he was going to you know, open the eyes of his heart. We used to sing that song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. That's what you need to do. Open the eyes of your heart and look for revelation and then um, write it down. It, it, it's exactly what God intends to do in our time together with him when he's speaking to us is that he gave me eyes in my heart or in my spirit and they are to be used to see the spirit, the spirit world and revelation and movement of Almighty God and what he's doing. That's why he's given us the eyes of our heart or eyes of our spirit. I believe that there's an active spirit world out there that's functioning all around us, you know? Angels and demons and various things like that that's happening and, and uh, that the Holy Spirit can, you know, God can send the word right through that and, and we need to be alert. And, you know, there's, there's no reason for me not to, to be able to see what God wants to reveal to me because he's the one that's given me eyes in my heart. Daniel was, was seeing a vision in his mind, and he said this in Daniel chapter 7, and in this verse 1 and verse 9 and verse 13, and so shrink it down. Basically, he says, I was looking, I kept looking, I kept looking. Three times there. In, in verse 1 and then verse 9 and verse 13, I was looking, I kept looking, I kept looking. So now when you pray, be looking for revelation. 
yeah, be looking for it and be expecting him to, to speak something and uh, be persistent in it. You know, and, and uh, many examples of that. So we've got two minutes. So here's the fourth hearing aid. And there's a whole lot more. As a, there's a lot of more in each one of these, okay? As they say, each, you can make a four-week series out of all of this. But the fourth hearing aid is the one that we love. It's that journaling thing that's coming up again. Write down. Write down the revelation. Make it plain. Write down the flow of thoughts and images or, or the vision or whatever you had. Write it down. Write down what comes to you. And don't be trying to... Check it all out and all, just write it down. Because I used to start, start writing and then I think, oh, wait a minute, I need to go over here and look. I think there's a scripture that goes with that. And by the time I got through the, all the scripture, I forgot. Well, well wait a minute, what, what was I supposed to all just, you broke the flow. So start writing. And you know what? I've been amazed at, man, it's like, whoa. And from your innermost being from your belly, your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Or as Nels Foster said one time, will flow livers of living water. <laughs> but it's a flow that comes through the Spirit. Just start writing it down. And then check it later. You'll be surprised. And the more that you begin to do that as you write that down, it just begins, it just comes out. And you're thinking, wow, is that really? Whoa, that's strange. I'm going to write it down. And you know what? Don't, don't check it out. Don't be fearful. Don't, you don't have to have a lot of faith there. Just write down what he's given to you. And then check it out and run it through the filters. And then get some word in you so that you can have some faith to believe that he's going to do what he said to do. I'm here today because of that type of prayer. Writing it down. And checking it later and I checked it and checked it and checked it and checked it and was trying to find a way where I could get out of moving to Texas from Tulsa Oklahoma <laughs> but guess what because <laughs> I never wrote it if, if I'd have thought about it and it was actually there I'd pulled off the side of the road stopped the car off on the side of the road on Interstate 40, I think it is, it goes through Tulsa, and rode it at that particular, right there. Was I pulling it? Yeah. You know, as you write out your, your question to God and become still before Him, and you're fixing your gaze, you're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, you know, He's there present with us. We're going to suddenly have a very good idea of what God is wanting to say to us. He speaks. He wants to speak. Try it out. Don't, don't doubt it. Just simply write it, you know. And um, Jesus said this in John 7, verse 37, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that point, the Spirit had not been given and since Jesus had not yet been glorified, but he's been given now. So when it starts to happen, start writing it down. Just let it, just keep writing it, keep writing it. Now let me tell you some cautions about this because, you know, it, it can, you know, you need, to, you need to, first of all, you need to be, you need to have some, spiritual leadership in your life that can help check some things out because some of these things are life can be life-changing for good or for bad and it could be it can be just you know it can be our own thoughts it could be Satan trying to misguide us or whatever so on that part don't just start oh look look I got this in prayer and I just wrote it all out so I'm gonna do such and such I'm gonna quit my job and I'm gonna do this. wait a minute Wait a minute, let's get back to these keys, let's get back to these filters. And so that's where you need to have, you need to be, uh, you got to have a covering and some things. But uh, we can talk more about that a little bit later. But here's what I, I here's a little confession type thing that uh, maybe we can get into. So let me read the scripture that we just did and then we'll have a little confession after kind of get a little practice. Where Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, and see now you need to, this scripture is John 7, 
37 through 39, so you need to have that as your pattern. And he says, if anyone is thirsty, so what you would do then, you would say, as you start out, Lord, I am thirsty for your voice. And then Jesus said, let him come to me. Lord, I fix my heart, my spirit, the eyes of my heart are fixed upon you. Your voice I will hear, no other voice will I hear. You speak to your, your spirit and your soul and your mind. Your voice will I hear, no other voice. So, Lord, I fix my heart upon you. And then he says, and drink. So then you respond, I tune to flow. I tune to your flow, Lord, of this flow of, you know, drinking in your words, this river of living water. So, Lord, I'm, I'm tuning into this flow of your word that's, that's going to come through me. And uh, then he says, whoever believes in me, then your statement would be, I believe that you're speaking to me within me, and this is you. And then you just begin to communicate with him. Get that, get that established. We're to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Speak to yourself, your soul. Mind, you be alert, you hear God. Be alert. Will, be surrendered. Emotions, don't play a part here. Um, you are in submission to my spirit and to the Holy Spirit, who's under, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and then begin to hear God. So out of these things, first of all, you're going to have this internal dialogue. At any time, be ready for just a random, spontaneous thought that comes, and don't miss that. Second, you want to, you know, you want to have some... Be still and know that, that, that he is God. I mean, have some, some times that you surrender to him and be, always be alert on, on that. And, uh, you, you know, then look for revelation. That's what, that's what it's all about. Look for revelation and then write it down. Journal this thing. Hearing God's voice is, is as simply as, it's just as simple as quieting yourself down just a little bit, fixing your eyes on Jesus and tuning into us to spontaneity and writing it down. 